All right, I want to draw your attention to verse 12 of John chapter 16. It says, I have many things to say unto you, but ye cannot bear them now. Howbeit, when he, the spirit of truth, is come, he will guide you into all truth. For he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak, and he will show you things to come. He shall glorify me, for he shall receive of mine, and he shall show it unto you. All things that the Father hath are mine. Therefore said I, that he shall take of mine, and shall show it unto you. So here Jesus is speaking to the disciples about the coming of the Holy Spirit, and he's telling them how he's going to show you things. He is going to teach you things, and this morning... Uh, we talked about the Word of God and how it's spiritually discerned, and there are many truths in the Scriptures that you know you can only understand and learn through the Holy Spirit. We can all learn the facts with the flesh. If you have ability to read and memorize anything, you can learn certain facts, but there's spiritual things that you got to get. If you miss the spiritual things, then there's really no point to knowing the facts on these things. You know that's wonderful. If you know the ages of everybody and the genealogies and you can count the years up to, you know, Noah's Ark and all that kind of, you know, you got all those facts memorized, that doesn't mean you know anything about the Bible. If you're not doing anything, it says, it's not really helping you. And, what, and while it's good to learn those things, while there's, there's value in those things, what we ought to really be looking for when we study the Bible is some truths that come from the Holy Spirit. We should have a desire for the Holy Spirit to teach us things. And, you know, thank God for, uh, you know, preachers that teach us things. You know, it's good, you know, a pastor should be someone who's a teacher. And it's good to have preachers that you listen to that teach you things and that teach you facts. And sometimes God can even use men uh, to teach you the things that the Holy Spirit teaches. The Holy Spirit will teach you things through the preaching. While I'm up here, you know, rattling off facts from the Scriptures, the Holy Spirit can teach you lessons through that. And that's where the real value is at. That's what you really want to get. And anytime you're studying your Bible, anytime you're listening to preaching, you ought to say, you know, Lord, you know, help me to pay attention. Lord, you know, give me knowledge and understanding for what I'm reading. You know, give the pastor clarity in what he speaks. But Lord, more than anything, what I need is I need the Holy Spirit to speak to me during this message. I need the Holy Spirit to tell me something, to show me something, to reveal something to me that will help me to be a better Christian so I want to talk about truths from the Holy Spirit tonight and how we follow the leading of the Holy Spirit when it comes to studying the Scripture. Because we can study the Scripture in the flesh. And you'll learn some things in studying in the flesh. But I want to follow the leading of the Holy, Holy Spirit. I want Him to teach me some things so I have real understanding. I don't want to be one of these guys that I'm always talking about. That It's like they they don't know how to internalizing they know how to copy other people you know they know how to you know i they watch a pastor expose another pastor a false prophet and they see that and then it's like man i want to do that too but then they go and they always are exposing the good guys so i don't see the difference you know the the pastor he exposed said repent of sin so this pastor said the same thing too therefore you know it's justified why the double standard no the problem is you don't know how to discern the difference you don't know how to spot the wolves. You're, you're, you don't have that ability. You have no spiritual discernment. And all they see are the facts. So it's like the pastor will rattle off a list of things that are wrong with that false prophet. And then other people will see those flaws. And they'll anybody that has any of those things, they just assume, you know, as a devil and a reprobate. They, they don't know how to apply it. And it's because they don't have real understanding. They're only copying what they've seen. And we don't want to be that way. So how do we follow the leading of the Holy Spirit when it comes to studying the Scripture? Because I don't want to just be an echo chamber for another man. We got a lot of people out there that are real good at just getting up and echoing what they heard from another preacher. And you know, that's great. If you are echoing truth, you're speaking truth, aren't you? But... What if that person you are echoing, that person that you have put your trust in, like we talked about last week too, you know, we're, you know, we're not supposed to be just all about the wisdom of man. We want the things that God teaches. If that man gets something wrong, then if we, all we are in his echo chamber, then we're going to get it wrong too. And there's a lot of good preachers out there that preach a lot of good stuff because they're echoing a good man. But they themselves have no idea what they're talking about. They themselves have no idea what they are doing 
And they're the ones that often start doing really weird stuff later because, you know, they find themselves in this position called pastor and they end up finding themselves dealing with a situation that's unique that they haven't seen another pastor deal with. And all of a sudden they're like, what in the world do I do? I don't have a YouTube clip for this. You know, I don't have an example that I can copy off of. And all of a sudden they end up just mangling the situation. What was, what's going on? No spiritual discernment. They have gotten teaching from man that was good, but they've gotten nothing from the Holy Spirit, and now they're in a mess. And we're all going to end up in a mess if we don't have the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit's not teaching us anything. So, here, so here's what we need to do. When you are studying your scriptures and you're trying to figure out the, the things that you know, you're, supposed, you're, you're trying to learn, okay? you, here's what you, a few things you need to do. First off, don't allow the praise of men to distract you from the Holy Spirit. Because here's what's going to happen when you study your scriptures, right? especially if, you're, if, you, if you want to be a pastor someday. You're going to find things in the scripture. The Holy Spirit's going to show you stuff that's not popular. That's all. You know, some of the stuff I preached this morning, not popular in the circles that we run with. Okay? Now, if I want to be everybody's favorite preacher, if I want to be a featured speaker at all the meetings, you know, there's certain things I probably shouldn't bring up. You know, there were certain things I said today I probably shouldn't have said. But the problem is, if that's going to be how I operate, then why is the Holy Spirit going to show me anything? Okay, why, why would He teach me anything if I'm putting, you know, a denomination or other a group of preachers above what He says? That's not what you're supposed to do. And, you know, many people are terrified of preaching anything that's going to get them in trouble, you know, with the new IFB or old IFB, whatever they're in, they're terrified of that. And they end up, and, and you know what? I can tell in their preaching. They're constantly giving disclaimers. They're constantly apologizing for the things they're preaching. They're always trying to, you know, find, you know, just, you can tell they're just worried about pleasing everybody. Hey, you know, if it's the truth, if you got it from the Holy Spirit, just preach it. And you know what? Who cares what everybody else thinks? You know, just preach the truth. Preach whatever the Lord has given you. And don't worry about that. If you're constantly worried about what everybody else is thinking, why would the Holy Spirit even help you out? We're supposed to be following His lead and don't let that distract you. Look what it says in 1 Corinthians 2, in verse 4 and 5. We looked at this, uh, I believe it was last week. It says, "...in my speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom." but in demonstration of the Spirit and of power, that your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men, but of the power of God. And some people today, there's pastors today, their faith is in the wisdom of men. And, you know, and, and they're doing pretty good because they're following some good men. But you know what? I don't want, you know, the, the goal is to be like Christ, not like another man. The goal is to be like Christ. Now, if you're just looking to be popular with people, pick a popular guy, be just like him, and you'll be popular with that group of people. Or we're supposed to be like Christ. We're supposed to do what God wants, and when you put your faith and trust in the wisdom of men, you're going to find yourself being disappointed all the time. You're going to get yourself in trouble, and the Holy Spirit's not going to help you out. You know, if, if, if the only way you learn, if all you get if all you can preach on is something you've already heard another preacher preach, then you know what? If the Holy Spirit wants you to learn something, he might as well just show it to that preacher so he can preach it, and then you'll get it. And, but, you know, I don't, I don't want to do it that way. You know, I want, to, I want to have a relationship with the Holy Spirit. I want him to teach me things. Listen, I'm not the smartest guy in the world. I don't need, you know, I, I need any help I can get when it comes to learning and I want, that, I want that teaching that only the Holy Spirit can give. Turn, uh, turn back to John chapter 12. Because see, many people, or turn to John chapter 12. Many people today, they know the truth, but they haven't got the guts to speak the truth. I mean, they've seen these things in the scriptures too, but you know, I'm not preaching that. You know, I, you know I'll, I'll get reprobated. Right? I mean, and folks, do you, think, do you think that we're the only ones? I mean... When I, when I remember when I started learning the truth about the post-trib doctrine, I remember thinking, there is no way I'm the only person seeing this. I, did, I, I read every doctrinal statement 
of every fundamental Baptist Bible college. Somebody's got to have this in there. You know, somebody else believes this. I'm not the only one seeing this. And I've talked to a lot of people, and you know, I'm convinced a lot of people see it, but they're scared to death to speak of it. They're not going to preach that. You know, they saw what happened to me when I preached that. Uh, I know have Keith Gomez do a whole conference just for me. You know, they're they're scared they're scared to death of that. And you know, and so they've seen these things, but they're worried about the praise of men, so they're not going to speak it. Well, if the Holy Spirit showed that to you, and you're going to ignore it because you're worried about everybody else, then you know what? Why is He going to show you anything else? Look what it says in John twelve forty two. It says, nevertheless, among the chief rulers also many believed on him, but because of the Pharisees, they did not confess him, lest they should be put out of the synagogue, for they loved the praise of men more than the praise of God. You see that right there? Folks, nothing's changed. There's certain things, if you preach, you're going to get put out of the synagogue back then, you'll get put out of the old IFB today, and you'll get pulled out of the new IFB if you preach certain things today. And people are terrified of that. Okay? And I'm not saying all these institutions are bad things, but if you're more loyal to these institutions than you are the Word of God, then why would the Holy Spirit help you with anything? Why would He, even, why would he teach you anything? Obviously, the only way you're going to learn anything is if your Pope gets it figured out, and then He'll teach it, and then you'll jump on board. Folks, it's just nauseating just listening to some people, just, you know, the pa- certain pastor all of a sudden changes on something, gets on the right, and then just everybody just jumps right on board. And you know, Or just some of the dumb things that I've heard preachers say, even recently, and then everybody starts repeating it. What? And then they act like they've always believed it. You know, you got a bunch of clowns out there now acting like they've always believed in dynamic equivalence. They didn't even know what it was until last week. And I'm going to tell you right now, on our doctrinal statement, we are not adding anything to the KJV only that we have on there. We're not adding anything to that. We are KJV only, and I'm not adding anything to be more specific and how we're KJV only. But that'll probably happen. That'll probably happen, and it'll be in the club or whatever. you got to do this. You can have that. All right? We're KJV only. That's enough. I'm not in a contest to out-KJV people. You know, it's, it's stupid. But I'm sick of these just clowns that act like they've always believed this stuff. You know, most people that got mad this week at some of the things they heard preached wouldn't have got mad had somebody not told them you should be mad at that. They wouldn't have because they're too dumb. All right? they, 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 don't, they don't know about these things, but yet somebody else that actually does know about them says that was wrong. Oh, man, I, I was so ticked when I heard that. <laughs> no, you were ticked when you saw the clip that was played telling you to be mad. Okay? It, it's just amazing how... It, how transparent some of these people are. I mean, even some of these women, I've seen women doing that. It's just like, you had no idea. All right, I'm not saying women, you know, women can know doctrine too, but some of these people don't, all right? There's no doubt that they don't at all, but yet they're acting like they do and getting all indignant about stuff that they have no clue about. Oh, but they have a clue about it. And you listen to what they say, it's repeating something that just was said this week by the favorite preacher. It's, it's absolutely revolting and these people think the Holy Spirit's going to teach them anything. No. The Holy Spirit's going to teach you anything. It's going to be because they teach your Pope, and then he'll get it, and then you'll get on board. It's absolutely ridiculous. And so the truth is, if you want the Holy Spirit to teach you, you know what you need to do? And I'll steal this from Phil Kidd. You've got to divorce yourself from public opinion. He says it all the time. I'm divorced from public opinion. Now, I personally don't believe him when he says that, because when you have to say that all the time, you're probably not divorced from public opinion. Okay. But let me teaching you right now, let me tell you, you do need to divorce yourself from public opinion. You all understand that? You, if, again, if you're just so worried all the time about what everybody thinks, you're going to forget about what God thinks. And then God's not going to show you what he wants to show you because your heart's not right. And you, I want the Holy Spirit teaching me things. So I've got to just get over what people think. I've got to get over what the world thinks. Because there's a lot of stuff we teach that the world does not like, that we get a lot of criticism for. i got to get past that. i got to be willing to take the heat for preaching these things. i got to be willing to take the heat. I mean, you know, so the amount of preacher friends I lost just for going post-trip was ridiculous. And it's, it's sad. But, you know, you gotta, you got to just get past that. 
And you know, I'm glad that I did because when I did get that right, you know, it made so many other things in the scriptures fall in place. And now I listen to some of these people preach and I hear them stumbling through passages and just falling all over themselves, trying to just get some clarity with some of the things that should be so simple and they just can't do it. And I think I used to be there too, but you know, it's like once you get this, then you get all this other stuff too. But if I'm rejecting those first things that the Holy Spirit's trying to give me, I'm never going to get to those next things. And I don't want to just stay where I'm at. I want to keep growing. I want to keep learning. I want to have an actual understanding of it. I don't want to just be a professional and just repeating back facts. I don't want to just be a satellite of some denomination or some other church somewhere. I want to be a pastor of an independent Baptist church where Jesus Christ is the head of that church. And if I'm going to do that as a pastor, I've got to be able to follow the leading of the Holy Spirit and let him show me whatever it is I need to see. And when he shows you things, it's going to get you in trouble. It sure got the apostles in trouble all the time. It's always gotten people. The Holy Spirit has always gotten people in trouble. And the Holy Spirit's going to keep getting you into trouble if he keeps showing you truth and you do what he wants you to do with it. But you know what? I'm okay with that. I'm, I'm okay. If, I, if the Holy Spirit gets me in trouble, he'll get me out of the trouble too. So I'm okay with that. If I get myself in trouble, then I'm just in trouble. So don't worry about that. You know, so, and, you know what you have to do to get over public opinion, I, you know, I don't know what that is. You know, for some people, uh, you know, they probably should get off social media. You know, that, they, you know, some people can handle it fine. Others don't. You know, I think I can handle it pretty good. But, you know, I, I was letting some stuff get to me. I mean, like just on Facebook, I left, recently left a bunch of groups that I was in. Couldn't handle the stupidity anymore. It's like, you know, this, this is wearing on me. I uh, blocked a whole bunch of people. I unfollowed a whole bunch of people. And I, I'm not seeing it. You know what? I don't go looking to see what stupid stuff they've been saying. And you know what? I need all you all to do me a favor. If I am blocking people, if I am unfollowing people, if I am leaving groups because I don't want to see the stupidity, please don't show me the stupidity. All right? If somebody calls me out and says whatever about me, don't send me the screenshot. I don't need to know. Y'all understand that? I've some, you know, what if some preachers are talking about you out there? I don't need to know about it. Okay? I've got enough people out there that I don't like. I don't need to add people that I currently like to that list. So I would rather be in blissful ignorance because did you know that what people say about you, if you don't, ever, if you don't know it, it doesn't affect you at all. Yeah, but they're making people in you know, another part of the country think negatively about you. Do I know these people? Do they go to our church? Now, I'm not really worried about that. Okay? Now, if you all are getting concerned about something, that's fine. I want to know that. But when it comes to people that don't go to our church, I really don't care. And, you know, and I, so I, I follow, I've unfollowed a lot of people because I was being vexed by the stupidity and by the horrible spirit and the bad attitude. And I don't want to see these things. So don't send it to me. You know, I want to be divorced from public opinion, and it's not going to help if I'm seeing the public opinion all the time. So I got away from that for a reason, and if it's bothering you, you know, seeing that stuff too, then you just need to do the same thing. Okay? Just go on a blocking spree like I did. It was actually a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun thinking about doing it again. Uh, I, but the thing is, I've unfollowed so many people, I'm not seeing any stupidity. So it's been hard for me to get mad and go on another blocking spree. Again, but uh, I might go. I'm not. I don't. I don't want to go look it up. But if I see it, I'm doing that. I, I think y'all'd be willing to do that. It's a good thing. So don't allow the praise of men to distract you from the Holy Spirit. I'm not worried about winning an online popularity contest. I'm not worried about gaining the favor of people that go to other churches that have different pastors. I'm not interested in that. And I, I'm just interested in what the Lord wants me to know to give to you all. So I've got to make sure I distance myself from that. I separate myself from that. Otherwise, I, I might get in the flesh and not be, I might not be willing to preach some things I should preach because I'm afraid I'm going to get reprobated. And that's ridiculous. We shouldn't fear that. You know, I don't fear that. And um, I said, I'm, I'm ready to get reprobated. I'm, I'll, I'll even give them the ammo. All right, just, you know, 
What, what do you want? What do you need? What do you need me to say to get me reprimanded? All right, I'll I'll gladly do it. Let's just get this over with. I can't handle stupidity anymore. But so second thing you need to do, you need to be willing to put in the labor that it takes to study. See, a lot of people think, well, letting the Holy Spirit teach you things, me, that's an excuse. I don't have to read my Bible. I don't need to do anything. I just let the Holy Spirit teach me. Wrong. All right. Second Timothy two fifteen, study. To show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. A workman. Do you know it takes work to learn the Bible? Well, wait a minute, I, thought, I thought this Holy Spirit teaches us things is supposed to make it easier. Yes, it is easier when the Holy Spirit teaches us things. But understand, though, that the, what the Holy Spirit is typically going to lead you to do, it's going to go against what your flesh wants to do. And your flesh wants to be lazy. And so the flesh, it kind of likes the idea of the Holy Spirit teaching things. Oh, that means I don't have to do anything? No, that doesn't mean you don't have to do anything. No, you need to study. You need to do the work. You've got to put the work that is necessary into studying. God's just not going to just zap you with the information because you're just so holy. And, you know, you did some meditation and you felt at peace. And all of a sudden God gave you all this knowledge. No, you need, he needs to see you putting the work. And you need to be reading your Bible. It says in Ecclesiastes 12.10, the preacher sought to find out acceptable words, and that which was written was upright, even words of truth. The words of the wise are as goads, and as nails fastened by the masters of, the, of assemblies, which are given from one shepherd. And further by these, my son, be admonished, of many books there is no end, and much study is a weariness of the flesh. Let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter, fear God and keep his commandments, for this is the whole duty of man." So notice how it says there, you know, much study is a weariness of the flesh. Then I like how he goes on next. Let's hear the conclusion of this whole matter. Fear God and keep his commandments. Understand, following the leading of the Holy Spirit, it does not mean we do nothing. It means we're actually doing the things that we've been commanded to do. So you should study. You should work hard. You should be diligent. You should do all these things. You need to be keeping the commandments of God. You need to be obeying the things that God has told you to do. I mean, what's the point of learning the commandments of God if you don't obey the commandments of God? And so understand, when you're doing all those things that the Holy Spirit wants you to do, then he's gonna, it's going to be easier for him to teach you more things. And so while studying is work, okay, while it is, it is hard, again, overall, your learning will be easier when you do the hard things, when you follow the leading of the Holy Spirit. Because if you don't follow the leading of the Holy Spirit, it's just going to be like banging your head against the wall. And it's just like, you know, I'm not getting anything. The Lord's just not showing me anything. And so that's why you've got to make sure you're regularly evaluating your life and saying, hey, you know, am I walking with God right now? You know, I mean, how's my prayer life? How's my spiritual life? Why am I doing the things I'm doing? Why am I trying to learn these things. Am I trying to set myself up as some great one? Am I hoping to get some great knowledge so I can write a book and make a lot of money? You know, why am I actually learning the things that I'm trying to learn? And we've got to make sure you do that spiritual inventory and look inside because if we, if we can have our heart right, that's where we have a great opportunity for the Holy Spirit to just teach us things and keep showing us things. It's like, you know, why would the Holy Spirit teach one person if he's not going to listen to anything, but then there's another person they're doing everything the Holy Spirit tells them. He's going to work with that person. Okay? It's not, it, you know, it's not this idea of redistribution where everything's even. Right? The man that had five talents and doubled it, you know, he got he got the man's talent that buried it. He didn't give it to the guy with three. He gave it to the guy that got five more talents. And so you got to be doing as much as you can. That's the way these things work. And so the things of the Spirit are almost always opposite of the things of the flesh, and laziness is a part of the flesh. And so, you know, don't make the goal easiness, <clears throat> but, but the Holy Spirit, He will lead you to labor. And so He will lead you to work hard and put in some long hours and maybe some late nights. And, and there, have, there have been times where, I mean, I've, I'm literally like sitting in my office and I feel like banging my head against the wall. You know, just, man, i I got to get this. And, you know, it just, it, sometimes it takes a lot of work. But you know what? He'll reward that. He'll reward that because when you're doing that work, when you're doing the hard thing, that's usually you going against the flesh. And when we're going against the flesh, that's always a good thing. That means we're walking in the Spirit. But I just I say all that 
So you don't have this attitude that some people have. I just let, I just let the Holy Spirit teach me. I don't need to go to the church. The Holy Spirit tells me everything I need to know. I don't need to read my Bible. I just pray, and the Lord just directs all my paths. No. If, if the Holy Spirit is actually leading you, he will lead you to keep the commandments of God. He's going to lead you to church. He's going to lead you to reading your Bible. He's going to lead you to studying all the things that we've been specifically flat out told to do. So, first thing, you know, don't allow the praise of men to distract you from the Holy Spirit. Be willing to put in the labor that it takes. Then three, have patience before you set yourself up as a teacher. Okay, look at what it says in 1 Timothy chapter 1 and verse 3. This is very important right here because some people, again, like we talked about this morning, they want to learn so they can hit somebody over the head with stuff. Or they want to learn so they can impress everybody with their smarts. You know, they want to get that great nugget of truth so they can write the book and make the big money, so they can be the featured speaker at a conference, so they can get the big online following because they are just the ones that has this great source of knowledge. But, folks, you need to understand some things are going to take time to learn, and you got to have some patience. I was, I was just talking about this, but, you know, I mean, there's, I think we've all preached dumb stuff. I'm thankful that my first sermons are not out there for the whole world here. I'm thankful. Now, my sermons when we started the church are out there, but they were just on audio and nobody really paid much attention to them. I'm thankful for that. Because, you know, I mean, I've learned a lot over the years, you know, and uh, some of that stuff I look back on, I'm kind of embarrassed by it. And you know what? Someday, five, ten years from now, I might look back at some of this preaching and be like, man, how did anybody come to our church back then? You know, I might feel, you know, I kind of hope I feel that way. That would mean I've gotten better. You know, but some people are out there just so anxious to just make sure the whole world realizes the great gift that has been given to them. It's like, man, you know, the world needs to find out I'm here. Because I've got all these answers. I've got all this knowledge. And the truth is they don't. Okay? Now, they think they do. But they don't. Look what it says in 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 3. As I besought to abide still at Ephesus when I came into Macedonia, that thou mightest charge them that they teach no other doctrine, neither give heed to fables and endless genealogies, which minister questions rather than godly edifying, which is in faith so do. Now the end of the commandment is charity out of a pure heart and of a good conscience and a faith unfeigned, from which such, from some, which some, having swerved, have turned aside unto vain jangling, desiring to be teachers of the law, understanding neither what they say nor whereof they affirm, but we know that the law is good if a man use it lawfully. So a few things about this passage. First off, you know, when you know something, when you feel that you know something that everyone else doesn't, it's hard to keep your mouth shut, isn't it? It's kind of like when you have a secret. You know, you just got to tell somebody. And, you know, when you learn something, you just... You want to tell somebody. You know, that's one of the great things about being a pastor is, you know, I've always got an opportunity to teach people what I've learned, you know. But, you know, it wasn't always like that, okay. Before I was a pastor, a lot of times I'd learn things, and I didn't get that many opportunities to preach all the time. And then even if you did get an opportunity to preach, you know, I, I would find, and you're going to find this out too. It's like you get this great nugget of wisdom that God gives you, and then you get your opportunity to go preach it, and it just, you hear crickets. It's like it goes over everybody's head. Nobody gets it. And then it's like, you know, these people just aren't spiritual enough to understand it. It's like, no, it's just it wasn't really that great. Or you did a really bad job presenting it. Okay? And that's just, you know, hey, when that happens, you don't feel bad. It happened to all of us. Okay? Still happens to me sometimes. I'm like, this is the message. It's just going to enlighten everyone. And just, it doesn't. It's like, it just falls flat. Okay? It, it, it always happens. It's disappointing. But. A lot of times, though, you have people, especially young people, they learn something, and they just got to tell everybody. There's always this, they, they feel like if they do not correct everything in the world, that the world's going to fall apart. You know, if they don't correct every pastor that's out there, that their ministries are going to be destroyed. And it's like, you know, hey, are you in any position? Have you been given any position yet? Right? You might want to just sit on, you might want to chill, because like these people in here, 
desiring to be teachers of the law, understanding neither what they say nor whereof they affirm. Now, I believe these people were sincere and thought they had it figured out, but they didn't. And you know, there's been times in my life, especially when I was younger, where I thought, man, I got this all figured out and I was just ready to, you know, let enlighten everybody. But then I never got my opportunity. And later I learned, oh man, I was wrong. And I'm really glad I didn't go out there and just blast it all over the internet, blast it in front of the whole church, and just make a great big deal about it, only to be made to look stupid the next day. I'm thankful for that. And so you just got to be patient. Listen, if the Lord has really given you something, he'll, he'll eventually let you give it to the world. Okay? Okay, because we don't, we don't want to be a Tyler Doka. Right? Those of you who have followed him, I mean, always, the guy in less than three months of being a pastor, he's just enlightening the world with all these brand new teachings that no one's ever heard before. And apparently he's still doing it. He's still, I, 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 he just did a documentary, Once Saved, Always Saved a Buck. You know, this guy has been pastoring now for like two years and has enlightened the world with who knows how many new doctrines that nobody else knew. You know, and it's like, why, you know, if, if he had had an ounce of wisdom, he would have pastored his church for a few years before he started enlightening the world with all his wisdom. Okay, but that would mean he had wisdom. And the truth is, that wisdom, even if he was thinking some of these crazy doctrines in his head, if he would have had the wisdom to sit on them for a while and test these things out and give it some time, you know what? He would have figured it out on his own. Hey, this was stupid. And then he would have been thinking, man, I'm glad I didn't preach that. And there's been times, too, where I've been reading something or you know, studying something, and it's like, oh, man, and I've like had this thought. And But, you know, if it's too revolutionary, I usually sit on it for a long time because I want to make sure I'm right. And a lot of times, I'm like, you know what? I, was, I, I find where I was wrong. But, man, that was stupid. I'm glad I didn't just go preaching that right away. But you got people today, they get a thought in their head, and immediately they're on YouTube. Enlightening the world with their stupidity. And that that's not what we ought to be doing. You need to have some patience. You need to have some humility. You know, it takes some humility to sit there and to let somebody else be wrong. Do you know that takes humility and it takes patience? Do you know that if you're right and they're wrong, the Lord will eventually reveal that and let everyone know? Do you know if I'm if I'm being falsely accused of something and that is and it's a lie, the Lord will eventually reveal that I don't need to respond to everything that's said about me. But you know that takes patience because nobody likes being lied about. But it takes humility too to know that hey people are thinking negative about me right now. Well, get over it. People's thoughts on you are not what make the world go round, so you just need to cool it. And you just need to chill and just understand that God will reveal the truth over time. And that's the best way for things to get revealed anyway. And, but most people, they don't have the patience. They don't have the humility. we got to remember we were all wrong in some area at one point in our life. And we still are. But the, you know, thankfully, too, most of us, when we were wrong on something, weren't put in some position of authority where we could make ourselves look really stupid. And, that, and that's good. And so he said, you know, and I would recommend anybody, before you ever teach anything revolutionary, okay? Tonight, if you go home and you read your Bible, and all of a sudden, just boom, you just see this truth that has never been preached, okay? I'm not going to say that you might not learn, the Holy Spirit might is never going to show you anything he hasn't showed me first. I'm not going to get up and tell you that. But let me tell you this. When you come across something revolutionary, you know what? At least sit on it for a long time. I've, what I've recommended people do before, before you go publicly proclaiming something, if you learn something new, maybe something contrary to what you've been taught before, at least read through your entire Bible with that thought in mind before you preach it. Do you know, before I started teaching post-trib here, I read through the Bible three times, kind of with that in mind. I sat on that for a long time, just because I wasn't real sure. This was something different than what I had been taught. This was something, you know, it was revolutionary to me. And I wanted to make sure it was right. I wasn't going to be one of these. I worry about these people who just turn on a dime. Okay? I know, I know all these people that have been taught post-trip from the beginning, 
I don't get why these people don't understand you know, after the tribulation. I mean, Matthew, it says after the tribulation in Matthew 24. I mean, that should settle it right there. And you know, for some people it does, but you know those people worry me? I worry if you tell me you were hardcore pre-trib, but you just read that one verse and then just boom, you just got it, you changed it a dime, and then you're wanting to preach at the next post-trib conference. I don't, I don't know about that. Some people are a little, a little too quick. You know what? If you learn something like that, you know, if, if it's true today, it'll be true next year. Sit on it for at least a year. Read through your Bible at least once with that in mind and give the Lord a chance to change your mind in case you're off on something. And so, you know, that, you know, so that was a big deal for me. I did it three times. I read through before I ever preached anything public on it. And even when I started preaching on it, I preached it privately here in our church. I, didn't, I wasn't putting it online. Because I, I wasn't ready for that screen. I didn't feel like I'm in any position to be putting myself out there as an authority, straightening the world out on this doctrine. But you got a lot of punks that you know have been saved for six months that watched after the tribulation, and they're ready to go rebuke the pastor in their pre-trib church that they're going to. It's like, hey, shut up and sit down, punk. Hey, you know what? Don't you go correcting a man who's been faithfully serving God for 30 years. Longer than you've been alive. You know what? Leave him alone. Let the Holy Spirit teach him. But you know what? It takes humility. It takes humility to sit there and listen or to come back before the service is over. Revelation 4.1. Come up hither. We're going up there, folks. It's hard to sit and listen to that. All right? God bless those that are doing it and have the humility to sit there and listen to that week after week. But you know what? It takes humility. It takes some patience. And you need to be able to do that. And if the pastor in your pre-trib church gives you an opportunity to preach, don't let your first sermon be after the tribulation. I got thrown out of the church after that. You know, they couldn't handle the truth. No, you're a punk. Okay? You're a punk and you're out of line. And you don't know what you're talking about. So it is. It's normal to have a high level of confidence on what you've been taught by people you trust. But it's very, that's it, normal. I'm not saying it's good, but it's pretty normal. But you know, it's just flat out arrogant to have a high level of confidence on something that you just learned contrary to what you've always been taught. Then you're just arrogant. And then you're just a know-it-all and you're a punk. And notice how the Apostle Paul here, he said these people, they desire to be teachers of the law. But there's a problem. They don't understand what they're talking about. They don't know. They, they're just so anxious to teach, but they don't know what they're talking about. They're ignorant. They're just not ready. And, you know, there's a lot of stupid things I'm seeing today, people preaching from the law. This is like, what is wrong with you? You know, they desire to be teachers of the law. This, now, what was going on in Paul's day, what I believe the, Paul, the Apostle Paul is specifically referring to are, was a circumcision. We see there, people are saying, hey, you've got to be circumcised after the law of Moses in order to be saved. Wrong. Now, why were they doing that? Well, look at what it says in the Old Testament. Said you're supposed to do this, and you know, to the on the generations forever, the Passover, you're supposed to do it forever. There's all these things that if you go and you look at what the Old Testament says, I mean, it's what it says, isn't it? But wait a minute, there's some other things that Jesus taught. There's some things that changed in the New Covenant. You know, there's a new situation here, and so the problem is, people they often hear pastors go pull something out of the law who know how to do it properly. But then those same people go and they pull something else out of the Old Testament law and they just mangle it. You know why? Because they, are no, they have no idea what they're talking about. Okay? you got people out there running their mouth talking about how you know, religious freedom is bad, how we should be killing, the government should be killing false prophets. Why would they say that? Well, it's in the law, isn't it? I mean, yeah, it is in the law. But here's the problem. You don't understand the law. You don't understand the fact that we don't have a physical nation right now. You don't understand the fact we've not even been told to try to obtain a physical nation. You don't understand that we, we now are a spiritual kingdom, not a physical kingdom, and you're wanting to go physically killing people over something they're teaching the spiritual? We're going to go killing people who you know, don't want to have faith? How is somebody going to get saved? How is somebody going to have faith and trust in the finished work of Christ on threat of a gun? That would never work. And God hasn't called us to do that. 
God's supposed to be wise as serpents and harmless as doves. Alright? If we're out there slaying false prophets, okay, that's well, it's the government. Again, you don't understand. If the government does that, then the government's got to pick a religion. You realize if they do that, we're all in trouble. They're not going to pick ours. No government ever has picked ours. We'll be the first ones to go. But, but they'll say these things. What is it? It's stupidity. It's ignorance. They don't, they don't understand the law. And folks, okay, I get it. There's a lot of stuff there in the law. Well, you know, Pastor, I heard you use Leviticus 20, 13. You know, why can't I use Deuteronomy 13? You know, you know there's reasons for that. You know, give me some time. I hopefully I can teach you these things. I can help you understand the difference on these things. But if you don't know it yet, shut up. Okay? If you don't know it yet, don't try to put yourself out there as a teacher. Okay? If you, if you think that right now, okay? Some of you might be thinking, man, I think it would be a wonderful thing if the government just started killing all the false prophets. They just lined up all the Catholics and the, you know, the Ruktards and the, you know, and just we started just, you know, killing, stoning all these people. You know, bless your heart, you know, you immature little babe in Christ, all right? I, bless your heart. You know, we hope and pray that help, we can help you grow and come out of that, you know. And one of these days you're going to look back and you're going to laugh at that little thought that you had. You know, but, you know, at the same time, we've got people like that trying to put themselves out as teachers. And, folks, if all you just, you just want to learn who we can kill, I don't think that's the Holy Spirit leading you there. I mean, you might be an expert at who all should be dead today. Yeah. But I'm telling you, I don't really see, I don't think that's the Holy Spirit. All right. Yeah, you learned the facts. Congratulations. You got a list of who all should be dead today. All right. You know, great. But at the end of the day, it's not making you a better Christian. It's probably making you a worse Christian. So, you know, I talked about this morning, going to the law to condemn anything you don't like. That's easy to do. That's so easy to do. And it, it, it blows my mind the lack of grace that people want to have for people, and they justify it by going to something to the law to condemn them, but they forget, what about all these baptisms in the New Testament about being gracious to each other? You know, about bearing one another's burdens, about restoring those who are overtaken in a fault. What, what happened to all those verses? You just, you just want to focus on that one verse in the Old Testament. I don't think the Holy, I don't think the Holy Spirit led you there. I think your flesh led you there. Because you're just looking to drop the hammer on somebody. I, I have a hard time, you know, read, when I read the New Testament, and I'm seeing all this about being gracious and how God was gracious to us and forgiving and loving us, and, and you just don't seem to see any of that that's just absent from you. I don't think you're being led of the Holy Spirit. I think the Holy Spirit's going to lead you to be loving to people. And you know what? Even if someone should be put down, if you have grace in your heart, if you have love, you know what? It's okay if it makes you cry a little bit. It's okay if you shed a tear. But yet, what do we see all the time? Every time somebody dies, you got all these people, they're burning in hell right now. Thank God for it. I'm glad they're in hell today. You make me sick. Alright? You're, you're, you are so sorry. You do not know what manner of spirit you are of. We are here to try to get people saved, and you're going to celebrate the ones that we missed. You're going to celebrate the fact that, that we didn't get to them, that we didn't shine the light. Oh, but they were a reprobate. You, you don't even know that. You don't even know that they were a reprobate. You didn't even know that person, and you're going to go out there celebrating their death. It's, it's, it's ridiculous. I see it on Facebook all the time. Every time a famous person dies, somebody, I split a wide open today. Shut up. Okay, I, I, I really don't care about that. And you know, especially when a preacher dies or a famous preacher dies, everybody just wants to be the first one to throw them into hell. First one to throw them into hell. And it's just, you know, it, it, it's, it's bad. It's really bad. It's not of the Holy Spirit. But last thing real quick, 1 Corinthians chapter 8. You need to be willing to do whatever it is you learn. Now, some of y'all are real good at learning things. So you know what to tell it, you know, you know how to tell everyone else what to do. But you know what? No. You need to try to learn to figure out what you need to do. And when you learn it, you don't need to make the first thing you do is make sure everybody does it with you. Hey, if you know this is right, if you know this is true, why do you need everyone else doing it? If you know 
as a woman that you ought to be dressed like a lady. If you know that, if you know from conviction, this is what God wants me to do, why do you have to make every other woman do it too? You know, why are you so bent out of shape if other women in the church aren't doing it just like you're doing it? You ought to be fine with it. If I know something's right, I'm going to do it. It doesn't matter who else is doing it. Yeah, I want other people to do right with me, but I don't have to have that. And I'm not going to make people, and I'm not going to get bent out of shape. Not everybody's doing the same thing. That's fine. You know, if I'm the only one making smart financial decisions, fine. I'll just be the rich guy, and you all can struggle. You know? And the truth is... If we actually believe following the Lord is going to bring blessing in our life and help us to have a good spiritual walk with God, then you know what? Fine. I'll just, I'll get all the blessings. I'll have a close relationship with God. You know, if you want to do it with me, great. Let me be an example. Let me show you. But I don't have to have you to do all this stuff. I'm fine with doing it all by myself, if that's the case. It says in 1 Corinthians 8, 1, now it's touching things off into idols. We know that we have all knowledge. Knowledge puffeth up, but charity edifieth. And if a man think that he knoweth anything, he knoweth nothing yet, as he ought to know. But if any man love God, the same is known of him. Folks, you know, we, can, we learn so we can do more good. We don't learn just for the sake of learning. Because knowledge puffeth up. I'm trying to learn something, not so I will know it. And I do want to know everything. Don't we all want to be know-it-alls, Right? But that's not why we should be trying to learn. We learn so we can do the right thing. I want to get this right. So I'm going to learn. And you know, in, in Hebrews chapter 5 and verse 12, let me turn one, one more scripture here. Turn over to Hebrews chapter 5 and verse 12. We've got to understand there are some things that the Bible teaches that are going to be hard to learn. And not so much, though, because you have to be really smart or educated just because they go against our flesh. And it says in Hebrews 5.12, For when the time, for when for the time ye ought to be teachers, ye have need that one teach you again, which be the first principles of the oracles of God, and are become of such as have need of milk and not of strong meat. Some people aren't ready for the strong meat. You know why? Because they, they can't even choke down the milk yet. You need to make sure you're ready to move on. And you know what? There are some truths that are hard to accept. And my flesh likes that stuff way too much. My flesh enjoys the sin way too much. You know what? If you want to get the meat, you know what? You better figure out how to overcome that flesh. You better reject these things that God's Word is telling you to reject. And you better start doing the things. Oh, I don't want to get up early and go to church in the morning. Well, you know what? You better get up and do it. Oh, I don't want to be a hard worker. You know, I just want to be lazy. No. You better learn to get up. You better learn to do the hard thing. If you can't even learn those things, God's not going to teach you the next thing. But it's, it's hard. You know, there's truths that go against our flesh. There are some truths that require a step of faith. Man, I don't see how this is going to... I don't see how, you know, giving my tithes and offerings are going to help me financially. Well, mathematically it's not. I can promise you that. But, you know, maybe I ought to take that step of faith. You know, I, I, there's a lot of things that you know, we can go on and on that they do. They require a step of faith. There are some truths that you will never fully grasp until you experience them. Remember what the Apostle Paul said? He had that thorn in his flesh. Three times he asked God to remove it from him. Then God said, my grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Now, we've all got that verse memorized, but do we know what that means? Do we really understand that passage? My strength is made perfect in weakness? You know, I'm not, I'm not going to get up here and tell you I got that one down, folks. I, I don't, you know, I'd like to know more about that. I'd like to know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings. But you all understand, we're not going to understand that stuff until we actually go through it, until we actually deal with it. Are you ready for that? Hey, if you're flopping out and failing when things are easy, you think you're going to go through the tough times? No, you're not. But wait a minute, I want to learn. Those are the deep things. That's the real meat there. But it's going gonna, it's gonna to be tough. You're going to have to go, you're going to have to go against your flesh. And we ought to be okay with that. But the, our Bible, it's full of knowledge. It's full of facts that even a lost person can learn. And if you want to impress others with your knowledge, you can do it even without the Holy Spirit. You can do that. But if you want to learn things, 
that the, if you want to learn the things that the Holy Spirit teaches, you've got to learn to follow the Spirit in order to learn them. And you can have all the answers to everything, but you know, the truth is, if you don't even have love for people, then do you know you haven't even passed kindergarten spiritually? we got a lot of people that think they're in high school or college when it comes to you know, biblical things, but they haven't even passed kindergarten. They don't even know how to love people. What does it say in 1 Corinthians 13? Though I speak with the tongue of men, tongues of men and angels and have not charity, I am become a sounding brass or a tinkling cymbal. Some people sound pretty good out there. They sound pretty smart. They're pretty impressive. They're very eloquent. They know a lot of facts. they got a lot of Scripture memorized. But they don't have any charity. And though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries, I ought them down, folks. And I have all knowledge. And though I have all faith so that I can remove mountains and have not charity, I am nothing. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned and have not charity, it profiteth me nothing. And you know what? That right there, something I think we all need to work on, is that charity. Having an actual, real, genuine, Christ-like love for people. If you don't have that, folks, when Christ died on the cross for you, there was no greater display of love we have ever seen. When He saved you, no greater display of love, and yet, somehow, you're not able to take that love you've been given and share it with other people. Tell me why you deserve the kindergarten graduation spiritually at this point. Well, because I've got four books of the Bible memorized. You know, I know, uh, you know, I've got all the right doctrines. I'm non-dispensational, post-trip, pre-wrath, you know, KJV only, you know. Uh, what's the new thing I said? I forgot it, but, you know, dynamic equivalence, you know, whatever. You know, I, I've got all that. I've got all that down. Yeah, but you're a jerk. You're a know-it-all punk that has no love for people. And yet you want to you want to impress me with that. No, you stink. You go back to kindergarten. Hey, I know this is America, but you know what? We don't in church, we don't follow this no child left behind garbage. Okay? If you don't even know how to love people yet, if you can't even get along with people in this church, you know what? Don't expect to ever be used in this church. You better get that down. You better figure that out. If you want to get anywhere around here, because, you know, yeah, we don't, we're not just going to pass you on to the next grade. We'll send you to the government church for that. And we're not the government church here. We don't follow any of their rules. So with that, let's pray. Dear Lord, thank you so much for your word. I pray this will be a help to us. Lord, I pray you'll help us to uh, truly desire and, and truly follow the leading of the Holy Spirit when it comes to the studying of the scriptures. And Lord, I pray that you will teach us things so we can know how to apply uh, apply these biblical truths that we learn in every situation in life so we'll know how, uh, how, how to act and how to respond when we're in difficult times. And I just pray this will be a help. In your name we pray. Amen. Let's